0: This is Wicked Spursy.
1: Oh, shit. I just left the meeting. because i have fat fingers so uh yeah they call me techno mike because i have these issues all the time
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true
1: all the time i'm not going to give dave any kind of uh any kind of ammo to use as a like a cold open this week all right we're live boys all right you guys want to record a podcast let's do this all right man. i suppose
0: all right. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave, and we've got a special guest who I will introduce you to momentarily, but first, let's say, Steve, how you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great, Dave, doing great. Had a really solid weekend, saw some friends that I haven't seen and I, I don't know, at this point, probably close to like seven or eight years. Um, you know, old college friends that moved away, came up, we had a, a great time, we did an escape room up here. Uh, absolutely crushed it just under 40 minutes um it was a good time we went out for drinks uh afterwards to celebrate got some victory pizza uh next day everybody was still around so we went uh down to Shelburne Farm hung out with the kids um went to foam had a few drinks there went next door to that restaurant that they have now enjoyed some food there you know got some ice cream for the little one and you know, wrapped it up. Very eventful weekend, much more than I'm used to, but man,
0: it was a good time. Nice. You had a very busy vermont weekend, it sounds like. So, you know, Absolutely. congrats on that.
2: Absolutely. That's, that's exciting.
0: And uh, Michael, how about you? How's
1: our, how's our buddy doing? Uh, <clears throat> I was explaining to our special guest earlier today that I had, a, I had a fucking migraine all day long. Oh, Here I am. I'm already swearing. Had a migraine all day long. Just started my vacation. And this is how it works out. But, uh, I had some coffee, which means I will not be able to sleep tonight. Um, and, uh, I'm, everything is right with the world right now, but this weekend was awesome. Had, uh, didn't have to watch Spurs, um, did, but didn't get to watch the Vermont greens, uh, you know, live, live stream, because there is no live stream in usl two for probably 50 to 60% of the goddamn teams. Uh, but I did get to go down to the Mount snow area. Dover's a beautiful little town. Um, I went down there for uh, uh, my wife's colleague at work was uh, getting married. So they had a nice little uh, ceremony and reception at a a nice little Vermont type resort. And uh, we had uh, far too many drinks and far too much fun. But, you know, the kids were at Nana's house and uh, my son jumped into pool despite the the pool water being 60 something degrees. Uh, That's perfectly fine. And then uh we came home yesterday uh, stopped at a uh, stopped at Folinos and um uh, Fiddlehead got a beer and we're all good. And it was a good it was a good weekend overall. I mean, I can't really complain.
0: That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. I had like the uh I had like the um um I always mix it up. Was it Frank the Tank or Hank the Tank? I think it's Frank the Tank on uh, Old it's School, Frank. right? It's I had Frank. the fr- I had the Frank the Tank uh typical suburban husband weekend you know like hit, hit up a little home depot nice trip to the grocery uh, got the lawn mowed uh, had a beer afterwards because i felt proud of myself like that was the that was the major excitement of my middle-aged life you know i think you know what's even funnier is that i think i drunk texted you didn't i you you did i i i, <laughs> I, showed, I showed it to, i showed it to beth i sent mike a message i said hey and this will be my intro to, to tristan i said uh i said hey mike is tristan's st- is tristan still uh joining us on monday I don't, Tristan. I don't get an answer back to it. I just get I'm hammered. That's all I get from Mike. Is <laughs> I'm hammered, and then I get a picture of like this devious guy somewhere who uh, was apparently at some sort of wedding and having a good time. But enough about Mike. Want to welcome Tristan. So what we've got is a friend and host of the Howlers podcast, and also the the sole Spurs supporter on that crew. So Tristan, first um, congratulations on surviving something like that. But second, welcome, and third. We would love to hear uh, a little bit about you and and tell us, you know, the whole Spurs journey. How did you get afflicted with the sickness we all share? And, you know, what's that look like for you? Welcome.
3: Yeah, thank you, guys. It is absolutely incredible to be here. I was very much looking forward to it. Um, and hello from everybody on the Hollers podcast, Jalen, Andrew, Connor. Shout out to you guys. They'll be listening as well. And they all say hello.
1: Um, Great dudes, all of them.
3: Yeah, my Spurs sickness, the one that we do all share, Uh, I guess, say I started watching Premier League maybe between 10 and 12 years ago, and oddly enough, the thing I loved most about watching Spurs was that they felt like the little guy that were punching upwards and still getting results here and there, and had a young, sort of awkward guy by the name of Harry Kane prancing around up near the goal and just starting to get people's attention, so we're about... 60 or 70,000 seats richer uh, in our new stadium, but it still kind of feels like we're that smaller team punching up still, oddly enough. Um, I know that's a moniker we're all so desperately trying to escape, but it's still, I mean, its I've met a lot of incredible people, not just through Tottenham, but just through watching the game as a whole. I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. We had an awesome time up visiting you guys last weekend, so we'll definitely be back up soon, but um, yeah, till then, it's transfer window time, and I'd say the nice part of the weekend, and I'm sure you guys have guys have plenty to say about this, is we are potentially getting a keeper. I don't know. So I've been sort of uh I've been sort of excited about that, but we'll see. I know how Levy operates and we'll just have to see how that goes. Cause now it comes down to that pesky fee.
0: The old pesky fee. You know, before we get to that, before we get transfers, let's I mean, what a what a difference a couple of weeks make, right? Uh when when we last recorded, uh things were still pretty depressing and it feels like the the tide and the optimism has has absolutely changed. Steve, uh, why don't you crack this open for us? Give, us? give us a little perspective on Pasta Coglu and where you think things are heading. But, you know, of course, leave room for Mike and Tristan to 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 pick up some why, scraps after after your technical Not oh, too much, right? Enough. Not too much. Of right. course. And well done on that pronunciation, Dave. Were you pa- practicing pasta, that? Pasta, you guys remember when I struggled? What was that team we played like? Fasouche Fahea, you remember that one? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, I struggled. And Mike was like, You still sound like an idiot from Chicago when you say that. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, pas- it's like, pas- it's Paco Pasoosh. de
2: Ferreira. Right. Yeah. Looks like <laughs> Pacos, a yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: French tacos is what it looked like. But no. Yeah. Anyway, you no, know, it's, it's,
2: it's funny because, you know, for all intents and purposes, nothing's changed. Right. He hasn't started work. We haven't done any transfer activity. You know, transfer window is not even open. Um, You know, you see all these rumors going around behind the scenes about who we might be interested in, what positions. Um, There's a lot of opinion pieces coming out from some reputable journalists and some, you know, less than reputable uh, sources trying to just, you know, stir things up. Um, So in that perspective, nothing has really changed from the end of the season to now except I do feel much more optimistic about the direction simply because we have commitment from a guy like Postacoglu. Well, he wasn't necessarily my first choice uh, on the list. Everything that I've seen, every interview that I watched, every article that I've read about this man has me feeling so much better than I had about any hire that we've had after Pochettino. For the sole purpose uh of him just basically coming out and saying you know what i'm not win now i'm not coming here to just immediately pick things up and and win these trophies you know if you believe in me the team believes in me and everybody gives me the time i will get us to a, a position where we can play something to be proud of but it's not going to be an immediate thing and i just think from the offset having somebody like that come into a club like Spurs and just level set immediately, like don't have high expectations. You know, some people take uh, almost like an offense to that. Like, Oh, well, we need people to come in here and, and have that immediate impact. We've tried that. We got Meridio, We got Conte, big name managers with now managers. And what have we got to show for that? Fucking nothing we've had nothing to show for two of the bigger names that have ever managed this team um and and honestly you know getting behind somebody who's going to get us back to the spurs dna of attacking football somebody who is honest and accountable in his actions he, he in one of the interviews i watched he flat out said you know for better or worse i'm the manager i put the team out there if they don't perform that's on me great I love to hear it um you know the other big thing that I really loved listening that that kind of reinforced my belief in him was this concept that he was talking about in an interview that he gave to I think it was Scottish uh, TV uh where he was mentioning how you know when he's getting these scouting reports right for different players you know Scout comes and they give him a list of 10 different players you know obviously they're all good players that's what the scouts jobs for they're they're supposed to identify good players he said what makes them different is their character their personality and to him character and personality is just as important as their technical ability why bring somebody onto the team who is technically good if they are going to be an awful fit for the team an awful fit for the locker room I much prefer his approach to looking at the individual figuring out where they're going to fit in and and Going in that direction, right? And and I'm I'll I don't want to get too carried away, but uh, I'm sure one of you guys will also talk about his way of kind of providing opportunities to people who don't often get them. Another big win for me. Um, but honestly, like I am, I am so hyped on Pasta Cogli right now that I could spend the next hour just talking about all the different ways that he has impressed me. In the interviews and articles that I've read, um but I'm not the only person on this podcast, so maybe I'll shut up for
1: a bit and had this bottled up for like a week. I'm so he's excited! He's ready, like the, yeah, he's ready. You, just will, nice. the, you open the box, Dave. It's nice I feel that way every you know,
0: once in a while. He, with this he, <laughs> like I Steve said, Steve sounds say, like you sound like you're ready to be heard again. Is really what I'm hearing. Like I, you, you you're ready to jump back in, aren't you?
2: But, you know, even though he wasn't my first choice, he was still top three for me, right? Like Nagelsmann, I think, would have been fantastic. You know, Slot was up there as well. But I had Postacoglu at that same level of Slot, Like, you know, just beneath Nagelsmann as a great potential candidate. So I'm really hyped we got him.
0: And then there's your number four, uh, your boy Gallardo, the Argentinian, right? Who you've been talking about. Yeah, Gallardo would have been an interesting
2: one.
3: Completely out of left
0: field. Absolutely. Tristan, what do you you think? Building on uh, Steve's perspective, how do you see it?
3: Uh, I think Steve brings up a great point in uh, trying to set a correct bar going into the season. Um, when he first came in, it's it sort of gave me rumblings of Nuno, not in the sense of how I think it'll end, but I just know how this team operates. I know how Levy operates in terms of sometimes giving patience to these managers. He sort of asks a lot uh, and doesn't give that much, and I feel like coaches of all levels are victims of that some more vocal than others but um i agree i think it would be kind of pointless to not be excited about a new manager of any kind you know why not make the guy feel welcome so i definitely love the mindset i'm excited about it too he does seem to want to return to that four-four-three sort of more simple attacking let's let's possess and play a little bit of ball you know the thing that we've all been drained of for the last couple of seasons uh I, Right now, I don't know that we have the squad to maybe succeed as much as we'd like. But again, that goes into setting that bar, understanding we might get whooped, might drop a few points while we start to figure this out. He'll have another window, you know, after this one, he'll be able to sort of start to mold the team together. And another great point Steve brought up is he gives guys chances, which was super frustrating. Like you bring up a guy like Dan Juma in specific, who seemed to only come up huge in games he was called upon and just couldn't get minutes seemingly when, when none of our front three guys were scoring that much. So mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. excited to, to hopefully he can tap into some of the guys we didn't see as much. Same with the Academy too. I feel like our Academy has, has been heavily starved of of opportunities so much so that the, the young guy Mundell, I think he ended up leaving and he was a, a top guy at the Academy. So more guys will get chances. And I think that'll breed a more competitive team. Um, but I think the theme here will definitely be setting the bar, not asking too much of, of the new guy, but I'm excited.
0: It's a good thing. Mike, for your perspective, can I ask you a question to get things started? You don't know what's coming here, but um, I can't decide how I feel about the Ryan Mason sticking around thing. Like I, I truly have sort of mixed feelings about it. What's your take on that? And then yeah. just, just lean into, you know, your, your pasta cog loop Um, bit.
1: Quite honestly, like I, I just saw that kind of, I just saw that news today. Um, I've been kind of out of the loop, but like, I just saw that news today and I was like, I, you know, I, to use uh, Steve's term, yeah, that tracks, you know, tracks, I feel yeah. like, I feel Very like corporate, Levy's, that's up Steve's corporate talk. Yeah, I, I feel like Levy's got, got Mason in a fucking closet, like handcuffed you right. know? <laughs> to the, to the friggin' bar and, uh, you know, hanging next to a couple of suits, you know, and every once in a while he's like, Levy pe- peeks in and is like, hey, I just want you to know you're mine. And then he shuts it. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to let Mason go. I, I did, you know, let my Mason go. I wanted to let him go. I wanted to, him to get an opportunity somewhere else, uh, you know, championship side or somewhere else in Europe. Um, but maybe it's just the matter that he just actually wants to stay. I mean, it, it could be, it could be one or the other or none of the above. I, it it It's just, um, I, I love Ryan Mason and I just, I, I just don't want him to be the guy that when the fans, know follow all over themselves to get pasacoglu out for not succeeding immediately you know that ryan mason is going to be the guy they get that gets called on again to try and figure it out because of the system that the manager he's coaching under plays now on the other side of that i think pasacoglu is probably the right type of manager for somebody like ryan mason um (laughs) to develop as a coach um Ryan Mason has again he took over for two guys who were it and we'll take Stillini out of this but he basically took over for two guys who were win now defensive type coaches um one guy liked to sit back and just pop the ball over the top the other guy liked to sit back absorb pressure and play with wingbacks you know it was essentially the same type of football one was a little less boring than the other so <laughs> You bring in you bring in somebody like Postacaglu, who, you know, we know for a fact plays offensive possession-based soccer. And that's kind of, you know, the Daniel Levy's DNA of the club. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, the only thing I didn't love, you know, Tristan, I kind of alluded to this, was like he gave he gave me that nuno kind of feel. And like that first, that first uh, video was like. We're going to make you proud again. Like, yeah, the, the, taking, word, the word, stop taking potches line. Hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop taking Pach's line. But you know, the, I, I think he also looked like he was being held hostage in that video. He was sweating. <laughs> he was nervous. You know, I mean, this was, this is, and was considered one of the big six clubs. Uh, so, you know, him coming in, I don't think it's going to change anything for him. I think, Maybe, maybe you know his first interview was a little shaky or whatever. I don't, I don't see that the fans had really freaked out about it. But, but um, his attacking football is a big deal, um, and we can get into how the players that we have here fit into that system, and how the players that we have on loan might actually fit into this system. Um, and there's a guy out there that you guys might not want to see again, but I might be willing to give another chance to, and that's Harry Winks. No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, I would give I would give Harry Winks a, a a shot at this system because I think he'd probably be perfect for that kind of number. He kind of plays with like plus kind of with like a double number six, that was weird. two sixes and an eight almost. But um we could we can talk about anything you want from here on out because uh you know the world is our oyster here. We can we don't know what's gonna happen. So uh let's let's just throw some shit out there and see what sticks.
2: I have a question for you. Ask Are away. you actually Nick wearing a very elaborate Mike mask?
1: <laughs> Nicky, Nicky Winks, you mean? Um, Nicky Winks. So Tristan, we have a, a friend in our uh, Green Mountain Spurs supporters group who's we we call Nicky Winks because he's the giant Winks apologist. Um, hey, honestly, of all of our lonies,
3: <laughs> I believe Winks has looked the best and had the most playing time. He I don't had think, a good I don't year. Think Rodons yeah.
1: played at all.
3: And Dom played like 10 minutes at a time. Like I think of everybody on loan. He's actually there. The Sam Doria wants him of all the guys that we have on, on loan right now. But, um, in terms of Ryan Mason, I was actually a little bit disappointed. I love him too. And he's a huge part of the DNA of the club, but I feel like the premier league, especially is sort of beginning to open up this heyday of new coaches. There's a lot of new guys sort of breaking into the market. And I think it's exciting to see a young manager similar to our huge rivals, Arteta, pains me to say it, but that's a guy who's sort of under the blueprint of like uh, what you mentioned, being under Postacoglu for a bit, maybe learning a bit. I would like to see him go out and coach his own club, though. Uh, You know, it might end rough, but I would like to see a new guy get out there and start to make a name for himself, and I would love it to be him.
1: He did the work. He did the work in my eyes. He did the work to go out and get his coaching badges and all that stuff after his horrific head injury. You know i mean he was shaping up to be to be a big part of this club going forward and he had a terrible head injury and he you know the club was smart enough to keep him on and to say you know we're going to give you a chance go out there and work with the team these are your guys you know and he did the work to go out and get his coaching badges you know ledley king never did that right and we love ledley too but you know, Ryan Mason has given the chance because Ledley didn't have his coaching badges. Otherwise, it would have been Ledley King, probably. Um, but I just I, I love I love uh, Ryan Mason. I love to see him get a chance somewhere else. I totally agree. Question for the group.
0: Why, why are there coaching badges? Like, what, is there another sport in the world that requires coaches to to go through some sort of weird certification process to
1: prove that they are? valid as coaches What's no because they mind? gave bobby valentine uh you know his own team to run
2: i i i don't <laughs>
0: i don't fault you for not knowing this because Thank of your advanced age my fast uh, age and my 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 hopeless americanism and cluelessness about the world but you clearly aren't aware of the phenomenon known
2: as pokemon there are badges required in that okay so
0: yeah, if you the, think the,
2: about it that way the premier league is just like pokemon you know <laughs> that's my contribution steve, for you Dave. steve
0: it, steve is my favorite millennial um yeah i was gonna make a comment earlier like i it's interesting <laughs> the whole like i was i was all all in on nagelsman like thought be a great hire the whole thing about the profile of the coach you know we needed some dude in his early to mid 30s who's fired up and ready i'm kind of excited we have an almost 60 year old guy yeah who's, he's not like a west ham manager right but he's like he's, he's a grown man who has who's been around a little bit i'm I'm sort of excited about that so Here's you're the, the guy, guy who torpedoed my chances at the club job
2: <laughs> that's exactly
0: right you can
3: go like smoke show like scotty parker and the cardigans or you can go right? like bielsa like like a, a pudgy guy sitting on a bucket for the end right game. like i like that we kind of found the sweet spot in between you know todd, I, 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 I like I don't, i'm still deciding what todd are. i don't know what's going to work out better but i'm i am i'm a, i'm glad we went crotchety i'm with you there very good well, i
1: appreciate I, that i look at pasacoglu too i look at pasacoglu and i see his picture and i'm like this guy's fiery he's a fucking asshole you know he's like he's like the uncle that will come over to your house for like the barbecue and he'll yell at you and you're like, dad. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not saying anything to him. And then I hear his interviews. I'm like, this is a fucking nice guy.
0: Right. Well, the Australian accent helps too, right? Like it just, it just, it softens the whole vibe a bit. You know, you 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 know, he
2: reminds me of though. Pasta Coglu. He reminds me of Paul Hollywood from the great British baking show. (laughs)
1: Jesus Christ. Back to this.
2: I can't look at him without wanting a cupcake. I mean, I it's this is gonna be a hard season for my belt it, line.
1: For your belt line, as long as he's cooking you delicious confections. So um I'm an adult. I, I have a car, I'll just go buy it. Come on, Mike. I think I think we should <laughs> talk about I think we should talk about one one glaring issue. Um, and that is Eric Dyer. No, 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 no. Yes. no yeah okay you want to talk about eric dyer i was gonna i was so gonna talk about, of that i was gonna talk about our number nine uh number 10 but there's uh, there's no glaring issue there let him
0: go adios harry see you later done let's talk about eric dyer
1: do you want to talk about eric dyer because uh here's my take i think so Tr- tristan got fired up when you said that yeah, so yeah, i yeah. think we yeah. i
3: kind of revealed myself the guys yeah. really they hold me down a lot they do a good job of this because i obviously I, I, so many years of watching that guy can really rile you up <laughs> and i won't lie that he's had like short resurgences and a lot of people start to go "Oh, is he actually a world-class mm-hmm. center back who we're going to be able to just grow into this beast but I mean, not replacing, not even just him, too. You can single him out, but like not even having replaced three or four defenders I could name at this point that have been here for a very, very long time. It's a song that we've all been singing for quite some time, but position like center back, too. I mean, it seems like we've come so close. Kim Min-Jay, who ended up going to Napoli. We were like very close to signing and he's now a world beater. He's going to go for crazy fees. I can just name yeah. so many defenders we've missed out on. And we signed Joe Roden like instead. It's. I mean, how like do you guys also feel like we'll never get rid of him? Does it feel at that point like this is kind of does gonna yeah. be here till till he
1: retires when he's fifty, no just yeah. in case we need somebody to go into the stands and beat somebody up yes, <laughs> or someone to <laughs> make us. Dyer, for me, Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer represents uh represents a lot of the failings of this club, um, and it's exactly what Tristan said. Is like he shows these flashes of brilliance. Like the end of last season, he. When Romero got injured, he kind of held everything together, and and a little credit to Dave Sanchez too, but I mean, he kind of held things together. Mm, Un poquito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're back there, yes. Um, But I I I, Eric Dyer represents a lot of the problems with this club, which is like he was with he when he was with Pochettino, he came in, he was young, he was exciting, he was part of the England squad. Um, He also got transformed into a you know a, a cdm right in uh, and, and pochettino system uh he, he was part of that diamond uh and it, and it worked well for a little bit until the end with pochettino where he didn't know what to do with the guy we were playing you know we went back to that diamond uh you know that safety net that pochettino goes back to his diamond his diamond formation and it really showed a lot of eric dyer's weaknesses so pochettino leaves Mourinho comes in and says oh no you're a center back you're a natural center back we're putting you back there you're gonna play defense and then he has had these flashes of like holy shit there's a player there i mean there you know the same can be said for a harry mcguire which you know oddly enough uh, there are rumors so itk um but Spurs, I don't think he's ever coming here. I mean, Harry Maguire may not find a spot in in the Premier League, but um, there's too many gaffes there. But Eric Dyer showed a lot of those gaffes this year. Um, and be it overconfidence, be it, you know, uh, the fact that he's got no competition there, you know, it, it – it really show it really every single time, like he gets into these good, good spaces, he finds a way to kind of fuck it up. You know um, he can play that central midfield position. He can, he could probably play midfield for Pasta but as a squad player, you know, as a guy who's going to play in lower level FA cup games and, and care about cup games, but he, he's not a center back that can start on a team that's considered the big six. God damn it. I'm on fire today, Dave.
0: You are, man. You're, you're bringing it. We, are are you coffee. surprised? You surprised we're letting you talk this much before uh Hey Mike, like usually we keep you quiet because once we open that, once we crack that can open, you just, you don't let go yeah yeah that's true yeah 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 uh tristan uh i have
1: (laughs) i can't have coherent thoughts right now so
0: we we got our 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 best segment coming up but uh why don't you why don't you wrap us up on this uh eric dyer and anybody else you don't like uh vibe
3: (laughs) oh man that's a long list right now Talk to me at the end of the window guys when it's hopefully a much shorter list um hey we might have a new goalkeeper that's exciting yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. I, again, it's Fraser Foster, junior Ben. Yeah. Foster junior. So <laughs> we're at the, the base of we or at the summit of the, of Everest right now when it comes to signing players, which is where like fees get negotiated. And obviously the window is not in full swing quite yet, but um, I feel good about the Raya signing. And when it comes to keepers, see like, and I'm horrible with money. I'd just say, spend the 40 mil. You got a goalie ideally for the next five seasons, you know, a guy who is a, he's Prem certified, man. He's got a lot of Prem minutes and he's put in a lot of really good performances too. This to Home me is like a big deal, man. It's like a glaring no brainer. Like that's mm-hmm. it. The fact that he has Prem experience alone makes him super valuable. The fact that United are also going for him pay the 40. I know we won't, we'll get it down to 39 and a half and we'll feel like we, we kicked their <laughs> ass, but uh, this one's got to go through for sure. But I just don't, I don't know. It feels like we just won't ever get rid of dire. It really, it really just feels that way.
0: Well, on that note, let's talk about something more fun. What do you guys say?
2: Let's do it. This is fun. Everything we talk about is fun. Dave. This is
0: fun, and it's been a this couple weeks. So There's no
2: fun. This, this is the fun part. Oh right, I no was fun confusing allowed. fun with uh, excruciating agony. Mm-hmm. Um, my mistake.
0: You know, um, one of the things that uh, I really enjoy about every time we record is getting to ask a really special question. And uh, Steve, I think as we as we hit the last one of this particular season, because we're going to go through a little bit of a, a summer transition, if you will. Um, Steve, why don't you ask questions on your mind? What
1: do you got?
2: Oh, geez. The pressure's on, Dave. I I hope I don't mess this up for for your sake, for Tristan's sake. And most importantly for Mike's sake, because I know that if I ask this wrong, we're gonna go into some strange territory and I don't know that we'll be able to recover from it. So uh, fair warning, Um, I apologize in advance uh, if this leads us in the wrong direction, but I'm going to just knock on wood, cross my fingers, look up to the sky and ask it and hope it's for the best. Hey, Mike what you drinking
1: Oh Steve you know what I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I love it when you ask that I really do um today so went to the Vermont Green uh friendly last week uh, against a team from the uh, from an opposing league in the same tier uh Kingston stockade uh, um and they're from they're from New York uh and and we had a a nice little um we had a nice little beer exchange. And of course, all of the all of the Green Mountain Boys brought uh, IPAs. Every single one of us brought IPAs. And we got there and they had like a vast array of all different kinds of beers. And uh, I don't know if it was because we are IPA. It, they, we are just overloaded with IPAs and they wanted to bring us other kinds of beers, like show us that there are other kinds of beers in this world. No. <laughs> or we were very short-sighted and didn't think, Hey, there are other types of beers in Vermont and just IPAs. Um, that said, um, the guys that uh, uh are from their supporters group, they're wonderful guys. Um they're uh they are a Dutch-based uh based club. And uh Great Life Brewing is uh, is one of their sponsors for their for their uh supporters club kits. Uh they use Olive New York, uh, which are great kit makers. Uh I got a scarf and i got a kit in exchange for a scarf and a kit which was very nice so um, you're drinking the scarf and the kit i am not what they Man, did bring from that would have been
2: a really insane hey mike
1: what they I did have
2: the scarf and kit what they did bring for right me now. is
1: is uh, a a beer and uh it's mm-hmm. from Millhouse brewing um steve you see mike get mad when you were kind of
0: interrupt interrupting his flow there he, yeah i don't like a i don't salty. like his-
1: I don't like his. I don't like his nonsense sometimes. Yeah. He, he comes on really hard. My uh, nonsense. That's, that's why. That's <laughs> what you said. Yeah, exactly. No. That's I'm oh, starting okay. to
3: get a sense of say, the dynamic here. I like it. Steve yeah, sort To pokes good. the fire a little bit. We Mike we tend to
0: we tend to both poke. Yeah, Mike they, just tries to reel to it in. Fire. in but yeah, yeah. It, it's always it's, it's well deserved.
1: always comes back to Simpsons, doesn't it? That's now I'm curious cucumber blessings i hate cucumbers
2: That sounds um, terrible
1: it, it does are, are, are I, cucumbers pickles no
0: pickles Our are pickles, cucumbers. cucumbers
1: pickles are cucumbers
0: all right just when
1: they're just not the same straight. they taste different uh different consistency cucumber that kind of stuff you know uh, uh, cucumber blessings very plain it's a cream ale uh what what the yeah, so this beer is inspired by the Buddhist ceremony. Cucumber blessings is our way to help your village through long, hot days, summer, crisp, dry, and refreshing. Now I we know, know why these guys brought you this beer. <laughs> these guys like, this beer so is nice. They... Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I think that's, that's
3: part of the whole thing of Buddhism is you're not supposed to drink. <laughs> if I had read I...
1: that, I would have been like, you guys are full of shit. I'm like, not it it's out of Poughkeepsie, New York. So I mean out of Poughkeepsie. A lot of Buddhists. A lot, Poughkeepsie, comes out of Poughkeepsie, you know? a lot of <laughs> Buddhists there. Yeah. Um, cucumber ale. IBU of 17.
0: Oh 5.2%. Lord.
1: Yeah. So it's it's not very uh, it's not very hoppy. It's made with Liberty Hops, which is in like almost all American ales. I think Mike's so, gonna hate this. Steve, what do you think? I hate cu- I
0: I hate cucumbers. I just want outcome? you to know.
1: I hate everything I've heard so far. I, the, the salad at the wedding this weekend—I gave my wife every single cucumber that was in there. I'm salad. with you. I'm How do you feel about little at...
0: like tomatoes in a salad too? Do you get rid of them or do, do you eat them? No, no, no. I keep them. I keep them. Uh, yeah. I take the cucumbers over. Pass them on. Easy. Cucumbers uh, are gross. But just looking at some of these reviews,
1: this beer smells like cucumbers. I put it in my uh, <laughs> yeah, handy dandy Town glass. Gotta like the Beavertown glass. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beavertown is our is our favorite brewery that we've never been to. Uh, <laughs> right outside. Of, it's in Tottenham, so.
0: Tristan uh, uh, sorry if you expected more football this is this is really kind of where
3: uh, we make I our like money it. pretty much little Tottenham as possible I'm okay with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive into this right off the it's bat a, it looks it looks like a beautiful cream ale. it's clear it's crisp looking not much of a p- head on it
0: little paper thin soapy head on that bad boy it's looking like huh
1: yeah soapy very soapy it's like uh the bath wa- it looks like the bath water you know it you know, 35, 40 minutes in. Ugh.
2: <laughs> Who's spending that yeah. long in the bath?
1: And if your
0: bath looks like that, we got to talk. You You're need to go prune, to the doctor. You're
3: going to prune, Mike. You're going to prune. <laughs> Get out of the bath.
0: That's when all Mike's spray tan comes off. That's when his yeah. bath water looks like that.
1: <laughs> so, Tristan, you, you got to know that I have to drink this entire beer. Yeah. Uh, you before, opened it before the. Yeah, it's. It's. Um, it's so pretty I'm gonna, bad. Straight, straight off the bat, uh, I was warned that I, I might not like it. Mm-hmm. um but then i was also warned that i might love it mm. this beer um it's the former it, it it's the former it, it, it is one of the most <laughs> terrible beers i've ever drank in my life <laughs> it was uh beautiful, beautiful. it doesn't one taste of like the beer. most terrible beers that it tastes beautiful. just <laughs> I, I wish i had done this other beer that they brought me which is called sap Sucker. it's a it's a Saison, and I wish I had done that. It's made with uh, with maple sap, but fuck New York maple. Um, this beer's not good. I don't know why they thought they would, like, get away with this shit. I, might, I, I honestly might try and get my wife to drink it, because I'm not going to get it. Why would you end. do that to your wife? Wait, what's she one? loves cucumbers. It tastes yeah, but she's like nice biting lady. into a cucumber.
3: It
0: doesn't taste like a beer at all.
1: Mm. Like, you know, if it's I had funny a wife, I would that. make
3: her drink bad beer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you would or would not, Tristan? You I, would?
3: I would. I would not. I would drink. I, I'm beer. with you, man. I if, I wife, if I had a wife, if I would you had be if a
0: wife, well, one way to get a wife is not to make a, a woman yeah. drink bad beer. Yeah. I'm, yeah,
1: I'm actually. This is this beer is so bad that I wish that I hadn't put it in my glass. My nice. Is beer this the worst glass. beer you've ever had? It is uh no is it worse what was Florida the man? Florida Man? Florida. man. Florida, no, Florida Man wasn't the worst. It was that one from that brewery in uh, New Hampshire. Was it? Yeah, um, uh, it was the hip to the hop or whatever it was called. Or something oh, like that. yeah. It had like the yeah. Beastie Boys, like kind of taste. Yeah. 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 They that tried. That beer was fucking terrible. This beer might uh, be worse. Drinks. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <The colonoscopy drink. laughs>
1: the, yeah. We we reviewed the colonoscopy drink too, <laughs> Tristan. Mike, Mike and his orange drink. <laughs> so, okay. So, so, uh, how about a rating, Michael? What do you got? This beer is not, so it doesn't taste, it doesn't give you any of that. It gives you the crispness, the cleanness of a, of cucumber. a, uh, cu- uh, no, of a, like uh, of a cream ale. It, it does, it does, it drinks just like a cream ale, but it tastes, it's so over cucumber that it ruins the entire beer. Maybe a hint of cucumber would have been okay, but it doesn't even taste like beer. Um. So
0: uh, <laughs> wait, before, before you rate this question, would someone who, like, doesn't really like beer, but likes, you know, cucumber water and they want to go to, like, yoga class, like, that whole type of vibe, would they dig this beer? Like, is is there a thing there? It's a possibility.
1: Do you want me to call Amy down here right now? I think you should. Beer? I would be really curious what your wife would say. Okay. It. Okay. I'm going to text her. She's upstairs, but I'm going to text Very her. Nice.
2: Another guest
0: appearance. <laughs> this oh, is a no, first-time no, no. first, uh, first
1: opportunity on Wicked's birthday. I am. I'm jacked about this.
3: I didn't even have to marry one of you guys to come on. You just let me on, though. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's true. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, this beer for me is going to get a 2.1. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Still in not the two Out of five. It's, it's a 2. really 1. Really generous, well, no, it, Michael. Really generous. Here's the deal. It, it says what it's supposed to be. Right? That's a, it that's says fair. what it's supposed to it's be. It's a, a, it's or a or cream ale. Right. It does what it's supposed to do. It's just not a good beer. It's like... I think even cucumber people would be like cucumber people. She said, "Why?" <laughs> tell her, <laughs> That's David. A fair question. David. David.
0: Steve asked the, asked her to tell her that. Then she'll
2: definitely. It's come. important. It's a matter of. Uh, I don't know. Here she comes. My entertainment for the next few minutes.
1: Uh, oh, try this beer. It's called Cucumber Blessings. It tastes like cucumbers. Bonus points if she comes on camera. I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave said, "Bonus points if you come on screen."
2: No she said that. that's okay well for all our listeners out there you can just pretend mike has a wife
1: that's disgusting
0: <laughs> she says disgusting that? she <laughs> said that's disgusting that. yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, all I'll right there goes the, there goes the yoga water theory all right out the door Bye. So it's a beer for nobody okay thank you all for right. guest appearing <laughs> so so now uh how about a song for this lovely beer that you oh have uh, been enjoying a
2: bad i love it when he has to do the bad songs because right
0: because it's got to be a
1: song he hates to go with the beer he hates right it doesn't have to be a song i hate
0: it
2: just has okay. to be a bad song. it just has
1: to kind of uh, no it doesn't have to be a bad song either it has Isn't to be that? any kind of a song that reflects what what i'm feeling about this beer and uh so an angry song right it, 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 it's <laughs> the, the second, second worst tried. ever the it's the, the second you said you know, give me a song, I thought one thing, and you can give it the Nine Inch Nails version or the Johnny Cash version, probably the Nine Inch Nails version hurt. Great song.
2: Yeah, you it's can't a fucking fantastic beers, song, though. but I hurt myself today. You can't associate <laughs> I, Johnny Cash with the uh, shitty beer. That just doesn't happen. Nine Inch Nails sure, go I, for you, it. Well, I mean, not you can't Trent Reznor either, but
1: this beer is fucking awful, and I have to finish it, which is sad, but you know... Congrats to you, Millhouse Brewing. Millhouse,
2: not coming up. Millhouse, everything's not coming up. Millhouse. <laughs>
0: <coming> <laughs> All right. Well done, Mike. This has been. Uh, this has been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? And uh, really exciting stuff. Would you tell me again, Millhouse Brewing, Cucumber Blessing? Is that what it was called?
1: Cucumber Blessing is a seasonal release.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's out of season,
1: bro. Right. <laughs> that was good. I like that. I think it's. I think it might have been a rotten cucumber. Uh, amy amy and my kids eat cucumbers like they're like you know like we just have a cucumber we can go pick in the fucking garden we don't we don't even (laughs) have a garden they they eat them non-stop yuck and they uh, they also she also thought that was disgusting so
0: (laughs) beth and i put together this like uh raised bed garden thing over the weekend which is going to be really nice and every single thing she planted with the exception of the poblano peppers are things I only want to watch grow because they're disgusting when it comes to to eating them. So yeah, I, I water things that I don't, don't even eat. How's that for <laughs> just total, total waste. Hey, Tristan, let's, let's get back to the football a little bit. Uh, if we, if we were to look ahead, think about what's in our future in Spurs future, what comes to mind? What, uh what are you thinking about? What do you want to talk about?
3: Mm, let's I, I think it would be fun if we each, pitched what our hopeful but realistic uh, but ideal transfer window would be for tottenham so i mean obviously we should go get mbappe for 100 mil we should go we should swoop in for declan rice for a, a school 120 mil just make sure that. we outbid everybody there but what's like in your guy's mind i'm curious to know what would for you an ideal transfer window be uh under Ooh, he flipped the script
1: on you
0: dave and I, uh, I'll, I'll give like mine it. first that's, that's a host thinking right there right I'll like say, eh, that's so that's he the is a host, yeah. I try but...
3: to turn my host brain off. I know uh, I <laughs> for me, definitely David Raya. You definitely push that one through. I'm terrified as shit about it, though. Pardon my French, because I the whole negotiation phase is just always such a problem for us. But I'd love to see Raya go through. And man, this is super hopeful. But if we could bring in Madison, that would be really, really phenomenal. I think he's going to end up going to Newcastle and we'll have to shop elsewhere. And I would have liked Tillemans for that role as well. But we're too late on that but yeah if i go we go madison and raya jeez i mean i can't still defending is still a pretty massive and terrifying problem but decent start for for a window i'd say but i'm curious to know what you guys think honestly because i feel like it's all over the place
0: i'm gonna go randomly off the top of my head and then get out of the way so the rest of you guys can do it i think two center backs would make me really happy um Mm -hmm. just better than than two of them that we currently have on the roster um a midfielder that fits Pastakoglou's system and then I'd love to see Pastakoglou look at our look at our loan guys and identify a guy or two who's like nope these guys are fits and you know they were castoffs but I think they're going to they're going to fit I don't think we need more winger fullbacks we just need to figure out which ones to use wisely and and uh, again I'm a dick for saying it but I think Harry Queen, uh we should let him go and he should go and we should take all the money and let's find another another number nine or a nine-ish type of player to, to play up top. And uh, let's move on to the future because we're holding that boy back and uh, he could help us to, to move forward as well. So, Steve, over to you.
2: Uh, first and foremost, goalkeeper aside, because I'm spot on, Ryan would be a great pickup. Um, but really, we need somebody to come in and take over because Hugo is clearly on his way out and frankly should have been replaced uh, at least a season or two ago. Um, so goalkeeper aside, um, my number one priority is honestly to get Decky on the permanent. Um, mm. I think he's a type of player who would thrive in a blue system, whether he's playing out uh, wide right or even more centrally as like an attacking mid type player. If we weren't able to get somebody like a Madison in, I could see that as being a potential workaround in that situation, given the limited transfer budget. I agree with you that center back outside of goalie is probably where we need the most help. Um, the reason for that is simply, I, we don't have anybody on loan that I think fits that position. We don't have anybody in-house I think fits that position. Um, and for some of the more attacking players, you know, I could see somebody like Hill um, being effective in this sort of Pastacagua attacking system. Uh, I could see, I don't know, it, Doblee I want God just because I I can't stand the guy anymore sure. at all um but you know we've got Destiny coming in like he's had another fantastic season he's gonna do some really great things for us a little bit different position but I I could see him working out um so for me center back for sure I think uh, a a creative player like a Madison would be a great pickup as well um but I I, I do think you're right I think Newcastle, The only thing we have over Newcastle is destination, right? Like if he wants to be in London, we can offer him that. If he wants to play in Champions League, we're not (laughs) there this season. Um, But yeah, I think honestly, like if we could focus on shoring up our defense, I think especially if we do hold on to Kane, uh, our attacking options, whether they're what we currently have in the squad coming back from injury or coming back from loan, I think we could make do with that at least until January, but we cannot go half a season with the same defenders. We need to get rid of, again, Eric Dyer cannot be the starting defender. Romero is fine as long as we've got somebody to like remind him not to do Romero things every once in a while. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think we got to shore up that defense, got to get the goalie, got to get the center back, uh, and then a creative player for sure if we're going to play in that um pasta system but even then as long as decky we make that permanent i think he could fit that position and, and feel okay
0: steve it's right up the spine as our uh our buddy uh future all-star baseball player jake Berger said right like it's it's that it's that center of the park from uh from the goal on up mike what do you think
1: is he a future uh all-star i mean he's a he's a future all-star bro dude on, is jakey he's, cover- he's blowing covers off the ball Oh um, uh so, our friend, our friend Wendy uh, got to see him hit the uh, uh Wendy from uh, the X Ranch got to see him hit the uh, Grand Slam walk off, Grand right? Slam walk off. That's so our boy. uh, Tristan, I didn't know if you knew this, but the uh, third baseman from uh, Chicago White Sox and and friend of the pod and guest on the pod, um, Jake Berger is uh, is a Spurs supporter.
3: No um, way,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, Dave found this out just through social media because he's a he's a Chicago guy, and uh, we had him on the pod, and he was just amazingly wonderful guy, you know, young kid, young kid, good dude, does- yeah, yep doesn't travel we gotta, the same we're going to tap into the I,
3: celebrity but. spurs market honestly I, I feel like we should just reach out to more people who just reveal themselves as tottenham fans and be like hey why i tried
1: steve on? nash and spider-man and it didn't work <laughs> Steve <laughs> Nash <was> <laughs>
3: <definitely> <laughs> the top of that list right like and, he, and adele has not
0: top. adele has not returned my dm yet i don't know what's oh, going on oh, with no. that. Just that ted lasso <laughs> he hasn't
3: gotten back to you <laughs> either ted lasso would be a great <laughs> guest
1: um Either so, in character or out of character, right? Like yeah. we think either version of T. Either one. So uh yeah. Uh I, where the fuck was I going? Anyway, Jake uh, transfers. Did. Or yeah, yeah transfers, ideal. right? Yeah. So ideal transfer window for me. We gotta get two center backs in. Kim and Jay, Best are out of the fucking question. Um, who do you turn to next? Can't really turn to the youth academy that's not hugely, we don't have a huge uh you know. A, backup of, of of center backs in, in the youth academies uh even though all but one of our youth academies won trophies this year which is right kind of fucking saddening um but um obviously we need two center backs and we need to get rid of two center backs um and which is which is fine we, we can get rid of Regulon. and we can get rid of you know Devin and sanchez and eric dyer's a good squad option you can keep him around you don't have to play him in him have him a starter um i'd like the james madison shout um we have to remember that we also have uh silky pudding roddy benton curry coming back uh, easy sometime, to forget about silky pudding sometime in there. november december yeah, probably yeah, yeah um easy to forget about him but hard you know because he was such an integral part of that 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 first part of the season keeping us where we were um i think the world is not long for somebody like Pierre Heubert, uh does not fit into the system. Uh, and then you got to talk about guys like Jed Spence, Destiny, um, and these are guys that we have to kind of maybe think about getting out. Um, Destiny, Jed Spence, and Pedro Porro. Uh, Pedro Porro, I said it before, and I think I think Destiny's the same type of player, is that they're young, they're smart players, they're both offensive minded. They might fit into kind of a, that wing back role. Pascogli doesn't play that kind of kind of uh, football, but they can be taught, and, and I think Destiny mm-hmm. might be able to learn quicker and easier than than say a Pedro Poro. Pedro Poro played in that in, in that system in, in Portugal for a long time, and and he was that same type of player there. Destiny, I think, is super young, super moldable. And I think he would be a great option to be, you know, sort of that 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 left back. You know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be Danny Rose or any any of that kind of shit. But um, he he's actually more attacking, and and I think he would I think he would be uh, a viable option there. But all that said, getting back to what I wanted to talk about is Harry Kane, and Harry Kane, um, love all he's done for the club. The only thing that I worry about with harry kane is that we is that daniel levy doesn't let him go refuses to let him go no matter the price and we lose out to another premier league club that's my big big issue um and my big worry you know uh, if real madrid comes calling and they have the right money go ahead and get rid of them but i don't think it's going to happen now that mbappe is you know on the loose
3: Okay. So here, here's the thing. A lot of people have said that they have this feeling he's Mm going to go to Madrid and I could totally see that making sense. But I feel like if there's one common theme that we've seen every single year with Harry Kane is that there's one thing he cares about and that's scoring goals and individual records are really important to him because they Mm -hmm. have to be because of where he plays. But I think the thing he wants most is that premier league goal record. So again, while I could see him going to Madrid and benefiting and winning trophies, the ones he's deserved to win his whole career. I think more than anything, he wants to retire the Premier League's all-time leading goal score and England's mm-hmm. all-time leading goal score, both of which I think he'll get, but I think that's what will keep him in the Premier League now. Does it keep him at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium brought to you by Amazon? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> going to be the case, but I hope it does because he's He's generational, but I think uh, to your point, David, like he, he's so generational and so special that he does transcend the club in a way like he Mm -hmm. needs a statue outside our stadium. He is easily our best ever player and one of the best players to ever come out of England. I don't think, I don't think we'll see a guy like him for a very, very, very long time. We'll be a lot of new good English strikers, but I don't think any of them will do it on the level that he's done it just from goal scoring alone.
1: here's here's my question to you guys though do you think like and i know we're coming up on time here dave but do you guys think that this system for me doesn't suit somebody like harry kane because like celtic if you watch if you watch your, i can't remember the guy's name if but if you watch your number nine a lot of running behind a lot of running in behind right he does he does that running they do that running in from behind harry kane's not doing that shit man but Sonny does so. Like can they? Can they? Sonny does. Can they, can so drop maybe you, Harry? Can, like, turn, you can turn like, Harry yeah. into, in, into a, a hybrid kind of nine ten. But we he also thrived. Have, we he have, thrived as that a couple years ago, right? Uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he's never like gonna be a Christian center back Erickson at any, this point. Yeah, that's true. He, he turns. <laughs> he turns really well. He doesn't turn like he doesn't turn as well as in, uh, as a Dembele. But we need to have a player who can who can play a ten like that um, in this system. Um, but I think Sonny is getting up there in age, right? So you cannot rely on Harry Kane and Sonny to run your, the run, your, your front for the, for the foreseeable future. So what do you do? Do you get rid of Kane? Do you get rid of son and say, let's start from scratch? Like let's, let's throw, you know, let's throw some sugar in the yeast and see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, grow that bread. Or do you want to say entice a few players to come and play with son Kane. Um, I think Madison is entirely possible. I think that JWP might've been entirely possible. Um, not a lot of people talking about that, but like you have, you have players that are in the championship now that are entirely possible to come to, to Tottenham. And you also have a few players that are maybe out of favor coming from, uh, Maybe out of favor coming from Europe, there that that are not necessarily like super young, but have experience playing in 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 the leagues that they're in, and could translate. Like I'm not suggesting that maybe Poskoglu brings in any of his Celtic players, maybe other than Jota, but like um, that guy might translate into into in, into a, a Premier League type of a player. But
0: um, you know, you know, it's funny thing about transfers, Mike. I saw a picture online the other day. And and thinking about it, it was it had to be from the 2020 season. Um, and I think it was a Champions League picture, like you know, the pregame when the teams do that like awkward team photo, you know, that that whole vibe that everybody looks a little bit uncomfortable in. <laughs> they were they were wearing the highlighter blue uniforms with the collar, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Those Sorry. are dope, yeah. That was 2019,
1: 2019. Yeah. Was
0: it was it 1920 or 1819? No, it was 1920, yeah. 20, yeah. So it was that season. And it was before the match where they were playing, I think it was like Red Star Belgrade, where where they were at their stadium where there's like, you know, cannons going off and fireworks and all that kind of crazy crap. You know, people light the stands on fire. The The, the Spurs squad of every player on that team, only two guys, uh, Sonny and Kane, from that starting lineup that day are still even affiliated with spurs once hugo's gone hugo was in the mix but like it's a it's amazing to think back 2020 champions league match two guys out of 11 remain it, Yeah, i mean we and we act like nothing's happened we act like we haven't done anything but there have been moves they just haven't really been the right moves. yeah and the problem I mean, is we have firm. 10
1: 10 players out on loan right now um yeah yeah i mean and those players can be brought back in i i, I really i really want to see i i want to see what and don blake can do um I, th- I think, I think on his day, he's an electric player, but if he doesn't take to Postacoglu, if he doesn't, if he couldn't take to, to Antonio Conte, he's definitely not going to take to Post-Coglu. Um He couldn't take, he didn't take with Pochettino, you know, I mean, like guys who come in and demand a lot of their players, he doesn't take. And that's where we get the, the, the lazy moniker, you know, he came in and did a service, for for a team uh on loan this year, um, where there are eight other Ndombele's on the team, you know, and they were all injured. So he had to come and play in the Champions League and did a service and had a had a really good game. Can Postcoglu coach him into a player? Maybe, maybe not. I think Harry Winks is gonna be good to come back. Wow, that's a bold, bold call,
0: man. Bold call. Hey, Steve, let's go over to you. Unless we get the right money for him. We'll get the right money for him. Somebody'll take him. You know what time it is, Steve? Is it
2: time to unveil my thoroughly researched Eric Dyer replacement?
0: <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, what do you for us? Closing thoughts, I put,
2: baby. I put the Wicked Spursy Research Department and all its funding for the rest oh, of
0: the season overworked and one, underpaid. Yeah.
2: On this one simple task. Find the perfect Eric Dyer replacement.
0: Did you ask and AI I, to do that for you? Did you type that into Jet No, and see what I came did up? it the
2: old-fashioned way. You did. Using unpaid um, interns.
0: You know, <laughs> <Right>. My <laughs> unpaid own interns.
2: skills uh, on the Google. And I think I found the perfect solution, all right? Um, it's absolutely massive specimen. Um, it would only cost the club, it looks like uh, $163, arrives in three to seven days. Um, and it's, uh, it's very green. Um, this, uh, specimen is called Monstera deliciosa. Um, it's a plant, right? It is a plant. Yes. I actually, I actually, a I very actually know that plant. Delicious monster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Delicious I think, you know, monster. I think this Monstera could, could really step in and do a better job than Eric Dyer. Um, all it has to do is, you know, it can grow up to like 10, 15 feet just stick that out there Surely it's going to stop a bit more i mean it has to it certainly can't do worse it creates oxygen which is more than what could be said <laughs> he takes oxygen you, yeah. you see this monstera at 163 dollars is a bargain eric dyer replacement you heard <laughs> it here first
3: where do i sign uh, screw
1: bastoni, <laughs>
0: screw bastoni. <laughs> Steve, would you build on your uh, your prediction there for a dire replacement and share some closing thoughts with us? What do you got on your mind?
2: Uh, well, the season sucks. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. It was an awful season. At the beginning, it looked like maybe we had something going for us and you know that really didn't last too long. Um, and despite all the heartache, despite all the agony, the pain, the misery, the sadness... Uh, I do feel optimistic about uh, the direction right now, you know, as long as we can get that, um, you know, director of football in to, you know, further remove Levy from any football related activities, that would just be the icing on the cake, but I mean, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, Pasta Coglu, I really like the hire, I think it's the right choice for where we are right now. Uh, I think he's going to not maybe deliver us, uh, you know, immediate Champions League football, but to be honest, going into next season, like if we ended mid table, but we were playing attacking uh, football and, you know, we looked like we had a plan. We looked like things were coming together. uh, And at the end of the season, it looks like we're kind of ramping up into something. I think I'd be okay with that, to be honest, right? Like this was a miserable eighth place finish. I would much rather take a much more exciting eighth place finish next season if the signs indicated that we had the potential to do better under Coglu with another transfer window, another summer season of, you know, getting everybody to buy into his tactics um, and and just a much more enjoyable experience. That's my take. Um, I'm not expecting much, but that is what I would be okay with which I might be a hot take for a lot of fans to be honest. Nah, you,
0: you might have just given us a podcast episode title uh potential to do better. I mm. kind of like that. It feels it feels nice. Tristan, uh we wrap it up with closing thoughts. What uh what's on your mind as we we close her up?
3: Uh what's on my mind immediately is once again thank you uh very very much for having me on. Uh, it was a wonderful time and again, thank you guys for your hospitality last weekend up in Vermont. We felt Incredibly welcome. We already like really, really can't wait to come back. And uh you guys got a, a very fun thing up there. But Tottenham wise, I agree with you. It, uh it was very it was a long season. And I think it was a we were in a, a better place than we should have been for a long time. So it felt like when is this bubble gonna burst? And it ended up bursting the last three or four games when we really started to tank down. But I think to look at the Premier League grand scheme in general, the league got a whole lot better. Um I don't think Chelsea will be as bad as they were this year. Next year, Newcastle obviously had a huge resurgence and ended up qualifying for a champions league spot. So we'll be one of several teams fighting for four places. And I think the top four next year will be an even grander task um, an even greater accomplishment for, for all clubs, uh, just because the level has gone up so much, which I like to see, but um we're not going to get the whole, uh, the whole rebuild done in one window. So I got to keep that in mind and stay, uh, stay positive, but we have to get off to a good start. I think that's the, that's the most important thing. Can't do everything uh, this summer, but you have to do some things and they have to end up working out. Cause you're right. Recruitment's not been good guys. It's not been good at all.
0: <laughs> Very well put, you know, you're making me think just with those comments, Tristan, <laughs> uh, Newcastle, like I wouldn't be shocked if they struggle a little bit more next year because of the first time dealing with the, mm-hmm. The extra matches, not having a squad big enough, you know, all the stuff that goes into having to be a Champions League caliber team, they're mm-hmm. almost kind of a, a too fast, too soon type of thing. But we'll see. They, we'll they, see they could be spursy, but they have a lot of money behind them. They could be spursy, True. so
1: rich spursy would what they would be. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how about you, man? Closing thoughts, you know, uh, again, I gotta thank Tristan. Uh, uh I got to uh, do a little interview with Tristan for his podcast. Uh, it was wonderful. Thank you for editing as well as you guys did on that. I was uh, a little, did, did Mike say some and- bad things Did he, no, did no, I wish did he could have, have included
3: everybody, but we, when we looked through all the footage, we were like, Oh, this is like almost two hours of stuff. So, like, so yeah. no, I, did,
1: I did tell him, I was like, I stumbled over everywhere, but I was, I had been up since like 4am smoking a pork, but, but yeah, uh, everybody kicked ass, but we, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. And, and thank you to you guys. It was wonderful. And um, in, just in closing, like, we have to give Ange uh uh, at least a season um it's gonna come to november people are gonna look at this and go shit spurs are 10th 8th you know and and it's it's not gonna look great it might look great for some matches here and there you know it's gonna it's gonna look great we're gonna have we're gonna score some goals we're definitely gonna score some goals um it's gonna look great for some matches defensively I'm a little worried it's going to look like early potch people are going to freak out by November December but I'm saying just we got to stick with it give them a season give them a report card and say you know get better in these subjects you know you gotta you gotta work in your history you gotta work on uh you know your 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 civics and you gotta work on your math get through those things And we're gonna give you another six months from there. Like, you know, if it doesn't go, then we have to start rethinking our strategy, but I'm going to guarantee you that after December, things are gonna start to click with this club and it's gonna be great for this club. I think Pascogli is probably the best manager we could have hired because it's not that big name guy. Yeah, yeah, Um, not the sexy name, right? Not the sexy name that Nagelsmann guy dresses nice he's got like a nice he's got a nice haircut he's right to ride a skateboard to work all that, all that rides a skateboard. Stuff. yeah he rides a skateboard to work you don't necessarily want you know the skateboard riding guy to work you know you just you don't want that guy you want you want the guy who's been good at every single stop he's been and and um you know i, I think that's going to work out for spurs and i think it's going to work out for our club it's going to be a lot of Band-Aid ripping off like there's going to be guys who are going to be like see you later and everybody's going to be like holy shit what are we going to do now uh it might be harry kane it might be son it, it might even be kozelski i mean you never know uh we still haven't gotten decky back on the back on the uh rolls but i think decky would be uh, a perfect addition in this system um outside of that for Green. This coming weekend, Father's Day weekend, we got Western Mass Pioneers. Uh, we actually have game in hand on them, and we're we're level with them right now. They love to draw. Uh Vermont Green scored six on Boston City this weekend. Uh, and Seacoast lost to to BlackRock. So, I mean, there's lots of things happening in usl too right now, but any of you listeners that are local, uh, come down to Virtue Field. It's going to be electric this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to get there till game time, but guess what? Uh, I'm one of the Green Mountain Boys, and I have the megaphone. So at game time, it's going to be on. So let's let's go do this. I'm telling you right now, it. We've added two players this week who are electric. One of them is from Syracuse and the other is Nate Jones that we uh all-american uh, first team defender central center back uh from University of Washington who's just started training today and uh i i've been told by uh by our friend patrick Inferno that he is looking electric. You guys you, wanna,
2: anybody, uh, for
0: Eric Dyer? you guys want to know what word mike has said five times on tonight's pod electric 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 electric, <laughs> electric. <laughs> Here's my my closing thoughts. I got two closing thoughts for you. I'm going to be cynical, Dave, for a moment, and then I'm just going to be, you know, my normal nice self. Cynical, Dave, I took the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust survey today, Uh, showed up in my email inbox, because I was like, hey, these these guys asked for my opinion. I'm going to give it to them. You know what? I got to say, really disappointed. Um, And here's what I mean. Tottenham Hotspur is a global club. Now, I realize there are some people in the world who wish it weren't, right? They wish that that bastards like us who live in the States or in some other country didn't claim any ownership or affinity for their team. But um, really disappointing, like the, this group that is supposed to represent supporters is really only interested in the concerns and experience of the match going fan, either home or away. Um, and they're also interested in that match going fan's perspective on whether they like Enoch or not. And I just, you know, I, I'm i hoping there's a, a couple members of the trust that listen to our podcast. If they're smart, they do. You know,
1: if they, <laughs> they
0: ignore us, so be it. But there's a, few hundred, want, I, there's yeah, a few hundred Dave. Yeah, I just I just want to encourage, you know, members of that group. There are people out there who don't necessarily think like you or live where you are, but who still love the club the same way you love the club and uh, their opinions matter too. So thanks for the opportunity to do a survey. Uh, thanks for, you know, I'm going to assume that that my information will just be cast into the uh, lives overseas bucket and nobody will care about it, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We've talked about the trust before. Then the other thing I have to share is an admission and this is for Mike and Steve. So Mike and Steve, you may have noticed throughout the, this season, season three of Wicked Spursy. There have been all kinds of circumstances where I have talked about just cheesy dorky things from my childhood and you may have seen a pattern there like i talked about like bad roast beef restaurants and brady bunch episodes and you know all that type of stuff and what i have to admit to you now is i've been doing that on a dare for about the last four months uh my brother and sister who are both listeners of the pod were like dave you need to work in stupid stuff from your childhood and they were queuing me every week like this week Brady Bunch so I would be coming into like a pod going shit how do I talk about Brady Bunch this week and I'd have to wait for the opportunity to present itself and and I think I managed to pull it off but it got pretty tough toward the end there where I was uh where I was really struggling to do so and and I will admit tonight no childhood references the 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 dare is is completed I I I met my objective so thanks for tolerating me boys. Sibling. sibling dares I wish I had that sibling dares yeah sibling dares very exciting Hey, with that, we're wrapping, boys. Season three wrapped up. Uh, We're going to do some Vermont Green stuff this summer, which will also be fun. So uh, keep an eye out for us because we will be out there. But uh, gentlemen, I love and appreciate you, Tristan. I'm glad you joined us, man. You are welcome anytime you like. And uh, Steve, as we go away, what would you
1: say to our good friends? Don't
0: be an asshole. And Michael, what would you add?
1: Our friend Lucas is gone. Um, So I'm going to say up the Spurs. And be safe, everyone.